From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Kellenhofer, a reporter for wispolitics.com, here joining you today with another midday podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm joined by WIS business reporter Alex Moe to talk about some issues going through the state legislature. So, Alex, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Adam. I thought we could discuss some of the gun control legislation that's currently circulating in the Wisconsin legislature, just to get a sense for what's going on with that ongoing conversation here in Wisconsin. And I understand there are a couple bills from the Democratic side that have been introduced. Can we start off by discussing those? Yeah, definitely, Alex. Uh, So the two main bills that Dems have on the plate right now involve uh, gun background checks and red flag laws, or extreme risk protection orders, as a lot of other people call them. Uh, The Background checks law would require, uh, it would be universal background checks. So it would require background checks on every gun sale, whether it's private or a dealer selling to a private citizen or a sale at a, uh, a gun show. Any kind of gun sale would require a background check. And that's a change from current law, which uh, in Wisconsin says that a private sale, so if I were to sell you a gun, Alex, you wouldn't have to go through a background check at all. Um, that's how private sales work in Wisconsin. These laws would change that. However, uh, they're going to face quite a few hurdles as they make it through the process. You know, the legislature is Republican majority. Um, A lot of them have been pretty staunch opposing uh, stricter gun laws. So it would be difficult for this measure to clear the Assembly and the Senate as well. Um, But if they do, you know, there's a good chance that Evers will pass it. And on the red flag law side... That one would allow family members and others close to a gun owner uh, to notify courts of uh, gun owners who, you know, may be at risk to themselves or at risk to others due to their mental state or, you know, other factors. And then the, uh, the court would be able to determine whether that gun owner's ability to own guns or possess guns, you know, is valid at the time. Um, The extreme risk protection orders would not be in perpetuity. You know, they would be for about a year or maybe less, depending on what the uh, court orders. But that that's the basis of the bill. If, uh, you know, if a gun owner is mentally unstable and their family members believe it, they can uh, flag that person. And then uh, that person's guns would be uh, essentially temporarily taken away from them. Gotcha. Well, thanks for that overview. That's really interesting. And I'm sure most of our listeners know the the whole discussion around gun control is a highly controversial one, both at the national and state level. So it'll be interesting to see where those bills go moving forward. And then I understand as well, there is also a bill from the Republican side. Can you talk a bit about that as well? So the bill would basically limit uh, liability in civil cases for gun and ammunition manufacturers, as well as gun dealers, and uh, a few others like gun accessory manufacturers and and such. This bill comes at a time when uh, family members of the Sandy Hook uh, Elementary School shooting victims are suing gun manufacturer Remington. Remington is actually bankrupt right now, but the family members are suing Remington for uh, manufacturing and uh, advertising an AR-15 style uh, rifle 
that was used in the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, they're saying it, you know, it was a, a military-style rifle uh, that should have not been marketed to civilians who uh, they say don't need a military-style uh, rifle. Um, so that's, you know, it's coming along uh, alongside national news, really. Dems are saying that gun manufacturers should be held responsible when their products are used in these types of mass shootings. Uh, however, supporters of the bill, you know, argue that they a lot of them I, I've heard talking use the uh, the car crash analogy. So, you, you know, if you get into a car accident and uh, you kill someone, that person's family uh, would not be able to sue the manufacturer of the car. Um, but some people who support at least some of the bill are arguing that uh, the protections for gun dealers are different because some cases involving gun dealers that, uh, you know, sell firearms to criminals, basically, who then use those guns in, in uh, crimes, uh, those dealers should be held accountable because uh, they should not be selling uh, firearms to criminals who then use them to commit violent crimes. And Alex, also on the conservative side, Republicans are backing a bill that would increase reciprocity for concealed carry gun permit holders from other states. Those states are Oregon, New Jersey, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Concealed carry permit holders from those states are not allowed to carry concealed weapon in Wisconsin using just a permit from those states. Residents of those states can obtain a concealed carry permit from other states that are on Wisconsin's reciprocity list, uh, but the bill that's on the plate right now would change that and allow residents of those states to carry concealed weapon in Wisconsin using just a permit obtained from their home state. However, what's interesting about this bill is Vermont does not actually issue any concealed carry permits at all to any residents. Uh, Vermont residents are allowed to concealed carry weapons uh, just based on law, and uh, Vermont apparently does not believe that it needs to issue permits. So what those residents would have to do is go to other states that are fairly lax on their concealed carry permit requirements, such as Utah, obtain a, a permit from that state, and then come to Wisconsin. So that's already a way for those residents to kind of skirt current uh, reciprocity bans in Wisconsin. But proponents of the bill are saying that, you know, the state DOJ's reciprocity list currently excludes some of those states uh, based off of reasoning that's not really relevant anymore. However, opponents of the bill, those would be victim advocate groups such as uh, Brady, argue that the state legislature should really work to prevent more concealed carry weapons uh, being allowed in Wisconsin, and they should really be also working to prevent future gun violence rather than increasing uh, out-of-state residents' ability to concealed carry weapons in Wisconsin. Gotcha. Well, that's really interesting, and I have heard some of those analogies and, and discussions ongoing, and it's certainly a relevant discussion right now because we've seen a record number of gun background checks this year here in Wisconsin. And for listeners who want to know more about that, they can search gun background checks at the WISPolitics site. We've had some coverage there. But definitely uh, interesting to see the kind of back and forth from both sides of the legislature on this issue. Yeah, definitely interesting. And uh, I will be paying close attention to these bills as they make their way through the legislative process. 
So, uh, Alex, thank you again for joining me on today's Midday. And uh, like Alex said, if you want to learn more about gun laws, you can visit the WisPolitics website. But for now, thanks for tuning in. This has been WisPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.